1: This week I'm joined by eloquent adult performer Orson Dean. And by eloquent, I mean...
0: You know, I was watching this thinking, oh, I wish I could spit roast and (laughs) swallow all that
1: jizz. You know, as you do. Such fun. You're listening to Probably True. Please be aware that this podcast may contain strong language and adult themes. It would be boring without them.
0: So, setting the scene. I am a homosexual. Yes, You're a big one. It, well, I wouldn't like to
1: boast. Five foot six. Like uh,
0: more like eight or nine. I ha- eight I ha- eight. I ha- foot six. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> um, that would be an enormous. <laughs> I'm on homosexual. my knees right now. <laughs> oh dear! Buy um, me a drink first, as per. Yeah, so, I am. I am a fellow homosexual, mm. and uh, it's been a journey. I think I discovered a lot about my sexuality. By doing things on screen in front of other people
1: what what made you want to do that in the first place let's start there do a bit of the
0: old porno yes in my younger years um when i was 14 or so oh dear i had a shower good yes uh you know lynx africa whenever i smell that takes me back to my, when i was 14. Uh, Anyway, while I was in there, my parents decided to have a sneaky peek on the old computer. And you can imagine me, 14-year-old, the kind of things I was looking at. I don't want to. In a state of perplexion. I definitely don't want to. <laughs> uh, and and, uh, and they, they went a little bonkers, <laughs> to say the least. Uh, uh, anyway, I mean, that's, that's, that's another topic. That's another area. But obviously when the time came, when I was um, ejected from the household and uh, oh, wow. ended up in the grand old city of London. Yeah, I, there was time to be had exploring what all of that really meant for me and uh, of course I went to the opposite extreme. You know, Rather than uh, keeping myself under wraps I was suddenly able to uh, put it all very much on display.
1: How old were you at this point? Well, I, I wasn't 14. No, that's, that's, that I just wanted to clarify. <laughs> uh,
0: no, so I, I got to London when I was about 19. Um, uh, that's when I did my first sort of expedition <laughs> <laughs> into the lands of France. No, actually it was 18 when I did my first expedition. Okay. While I was still in, in Kent, I was taken out on a boat and had a frantic little wank. Ah, um,
1: while
0: someone filmed you. While someone filmed me. I was paid for the privilege and given a complimentary twister lolly which was a wonderful way to finish
1: congratulations (laughs) i wish every orgasm came with a twister lolly i know right yeah
0: and then it was a little while before i did anything else um i oh god i remember i had a an awful scene but this is the thing actually this is what i wanted to bring to the table that um it's not all fun and games (laughs) there are some scenes that don't work out and um but they're not i mean you could call them bad experiences but i think you take a lot away from them and uh remember not to fall into
1: the same trap. It's kind of a a learning experience, I suppose. Let's say you've just had your twister lolly. I've just Uh, had
0: my twister lolly. Okay.
1: Yes. Thank you for saying it. And was this a career that you were considering? Was it something that you were thinking about doing again? Or was it just like, oh, that was fun. I've kind of got that out of my system and all over the bottom of a rowing boat. Glass bottom boat. Oh, dear. I can take that off and move on. Or was it something like, yes, I could do this again?
0: I don't think I was thinking... Uh, either or, or, really. Okay. You know, uh, when you can't talk to people about what you're feeling sexually uh, as a young lad, obviously you turn to pornography. And the same way that, you know, you might watch a Hollywood film and be like, oh, God, you know, I wish I could run from explosions and and flip in cars and, and be all James Bond. You know, I was watching this thinking, oh, I wish I could spit roast and <laughs> swallow all that jizz, you know, as you do. Or maybe not. I mean, I'm sure a lot of people watch pornography and think that's lovely. Job done, you know. I've I've had my my um, gentleman's aside.
1: Now it's time to get back to work. Just you were just doing it on your lunch break. <laughs> it's like a cigarette break, only yeah. for for uh, non-smokers. Just pop off to the toilet for ten minutes. <laughs> come back feeling much more relaxed and ready to carry on.
0: Anyway, I always thought it would be uh, interesting to get involved one way or another, and so when I saw somebody, I. Uh, knew, only vaguely, in a video. I thought, ah, so it's accessible, it's doable, I know this person. Uh, and I thought, I'll send off an application too. So that's, that's what happened. I did that, I, uh, and, and this there you
1: And this was for the first one? That was for it? the first one? And then some time passed. Had you not thought... Were you actively looking in that time, or was it that you were... No,
0: no, not really actively looking. It's never been a career. I've never wanted to do it as a full-time affair. Even back then, I recognised that the people doing it full-time seem to be caught in a bit of a hamster wheel with it like um it's all you can do it's all it's the context people continually think of you in uh that 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 vicious cycle of um maintaining your physical appearance in order to be in a scene. and Then the majority of sex you're having is a performance and maybe you forget how to connect on an emotional level, blah, blah, blah. Not everybody by any stretch of the imagination,
1: but it's an issue. Did you find that you were performing rather than you were enjoying sex?
0: So let's be honest. There are always going to be scenes where you have to turn up the volume a little bit more than... And I don't mean audibly. I just mean in every regard. A little bit more than really what you're genuinely experiencing so for
1: example oh that's nice as opposed to oh yeah that's amazing ah,
0: oh, oh, ah, ah, ah,
1: sounds like you're having <laughs> a particularly horrific bowel movements please stop well let's be honest some of those noises
0: do cross over don't they <laughs> but um, I try not to make noises uh, that I wouldn't ordinarily make. you know I don't I don't go further than I would in an in the event of actually realistically good sex you know like slap oh oh yes sorry your neighbours you're scaring my (laughs) neighbours but the best scenes are the ones where it's all it's all a bit more authentic of course you just have to roll with the punches and uh, wait until one of those crops up punches sometimes (laughs) yes I said there's different porn out there for different folks Mm, have you ever googled punching
1: no holes stationary porn (laughs) yes
0: sounds amazing there's the danger. If you do porn too much as well, people feel like when you're with them in an authentic, away-from-the-camera sense that maybe you're performing when you're not performing. And it can get complex for you and others. But uh, that's why I think it's important to have sex with people you like. Rather than chasing sexual events and moments and taking sex for yourself, if you share the experience, it makes for better sex. And capturing that on camera is, is better for everybody all round The viewer, the producer, the director, the editor. You know, everyone has a smoother ride. But sometimes it just doesn't work that way. The nature of the industry, I mm. suppose. Maybe the sex isn't... Uh, maybe there's not a, a connection there. But it
1: doesn't mean you don't like them. I mean, I've had sex with people I didn't feel a connection for before. And I did it for free. You liked them. That's why you gave it a shot. Right? Well, <laughs> sometimes. Sometimes it was just because
0: they were there. I don't know. I think it's much better to go out thinking, I want to find someone who I can... Share sexy times with and learn about than thinking, want to go out and rim an arsehole. Because that arsehole might be connected to a raving Nazi.
1: Or another kind <laughs> of arsehole.
0: <laughs> yes.
1: In a human centipede kind of situation.
0: So I stopped doing it after a, a breakup with a, with, a, with a partner in 2013. And I was in a very uh, sorry space. And I, you know, I was like, right, well, let's make this work. I want this to work. So I didn't have any qualms about stopping. And then after the breakup, I wasn't in a very good uh, position either, a few years later. So then, you know, I distracted myself with um, taking on a course at university and getting office jobs and, and all this. And then there came a point when I lost an office job and I ended up working in a sex shop and was reminded that actually a vital part of who I am was the the, the cheeky naughtiness and, and uh, being open and honest about these things that uh, a lot of people may keep in the shadows. And that was something that I hadn't incorporated into my existence for so long. And then, you know, one thing after another, I slipped back into uh doing a little bit of porn here and there. And that I guess you could tie to doing what makes you happy, accepting what makes you happy. And for me, it's not that all of porn makes me happy, you know. It's you know, like you might like watching films, but not all of those films are going to satisfy your cravings,
1: and there are some days you wouldn't force
0: you're... yourself to sit through those films either. So yeah. just you, you just have to be tentative and uh, put the feelers out, find out what you what you want to do. And uh, um, uh, coming from uh, a semi-religious background as well, there's this temptation to feel that certain things are good and certain things are bad, and you'll be punished for doing the bad
1: things. But yeah, not so much. <laughs> we'll be back with more from Awesome Dean after this.
0: JD Power ranks Sleep Number number 1 in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For JD Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com/awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com.
1: I'm glad to hear that porn makes you that performing in porn makes you happy. That's well, there's
0: plenty of other things that make me happy, Scott. You know know, this. I
1: do. But it's nice to hear that there is fun to be had in making porn and that it's not all just churning out blank-eyed, boning scene after boning scene with drug fueled partners, none of whom really care or Mm. interested in each other.
0: I certainly think that there's room for studio porn and and the new arrival of platforms like OnlyFans and stuff where it's perhaps a little more intimate. I've often thought that it's funny how people, you know, want to take pictures of their meals and want to take pictures of, uh, of their cats and their day-to-day. And oh, I, I I rode in this car today. Look at the weather. I saw a pot plant. You know, all this. But no one ever... Well, they do. This is the thing. They do think I would quite like to photograph or keep this uh, sexual experience as a pleasant memory to return to. The line between that and porn is getting slimmer and slimmer.
1: Uh, really the, the, the choice to distribute it is becoming an insignificant one. Although it's important to point out that if you are going to record your, porn <laughs> yes. your, your sexual encounters, make sure everyone involved knows and is consenting. Precisely. Having dated a fellow porn star, would you say it made a difference to your relationship comparing it to other relationships you'd had with people who were not? I'll say it gave
0: us a shortcut
1: to exceptional
0: honesty. Because, obviously, no two ways about it. You're open. Uh, Well, you're open because you're doing the scenes and then you have the choice whether or not to extend that openness. Uh, And we did. Almost no limits in that regard. But, yeah, lots of transparency. Learned a lot through him about his experiences behind the scenes. Uh, He learned a lot about mine. And, uh, you know, he, he turned out to be someone quite different to what I think
1: the people watching him assume. In the best way, I mean. You play... A character, essentially. Your porn star persona is separate to your personal one, surely. I don't know about that. No? Well, yes.
0: (laughs) Yes and no. There are some scenes, obviously, where you play a doctor. I'm not a doctor. (laughs) But I think that what it is is you're chopped down to just your sex drive, just your sexual expressions and sexual adventures. When really, obviously, we're so, so much more than that we are. And it's up to the fans whether or not they want to explore, find out who you really are, uh, or just watch you explode. But if you're asking whether or not the fact that my partner was doing porn sort of bothered me, and if I wondered, is that truly what he's experiencing? You know, the the pleasure he's expressing, is that truly what he's experiencing? I think it's probably easier for two porn stars to date each other than it is a, 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 as you said, mortal? I... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I think that's inappropriate, but uh then, you know, your average um, um Joe. I don't know. Yeah, average Joe dating a porn star because Well what? you know, you haven't got the you haven't got the uh the access to what really goes on. We haven't mentioned drugs yet. I, I only I only don't feel I can delve so deeply into drugs because I don't take any. Well I mean a little bit of the old smoke. <laughs> Green, whatever you might call it. Uh, Do I sound like I'm down with the kids? Yes. Yes. But nothing, I mean, you know, if I'm going to take anything, it's going to be something that chills me the fuck out. I'm an anxious creature. I'm not going to take something that puts me on edge and makes me grind my teeth and uh, all the, the, I don't know. Try and lick your own eyebrows and all all that that kind of of thing. But a lot of people do and sometimes wind up in a situation where you're doing things for the money. And in order to do those things, you need help. And that may start with... The you know Viagra or a little bit of weed or you know uh, injections in the penis. Ooh, yeah, to get to get the penis hard.
1: Good lord! So beyond the reach it's, of Viagra. This is common for uh,
0: stage shows and things. You know where the fright might
1: get you. Injection in the penis. Yeah, uh, of what?
0: I don't know, something that tricks your penis into getting and staying hard. Good lord. And then you can choose whether or not to let it sort of fade away of its own volition or um, take another injection that makes it go down. But obviously the doses and things can go wrong. You can fuck it up. And then I, I I, I don't know if I'd say things are gateway drugs. I feel immune to peer pressure. I think I'm lucky in that regard. But if you're doing difficult things that you don't enjoy, especially if you're like doing all the escorting as well, you know, you you need things that take the edge off. And before you know it, you're in a bit of a snowball situation and and these become dependencies. You know, so often uh, I'll encourage people to take a step back and just remind themselves that actually, you know, you don't have to do things you don't enjoy. Yeah, That means you may need to turn down some work. But really, what's more important, your psychological, physical well-being, or more dosh?
1: <laughs> it's, it's quite worrying. But then, I mean, we've all been in situations where we've got bills to pay, I suppose. Never to the point where I'd want to inject my penis with anything.
0: Well, to work in Sainsbury's, you don't have to inject your penis. You yeah. know, so that's something you don't want to do, that you, you, you don't need that same breed of help no, to that, complete.
1: That's very true. Mm. I'm sure there's someone at Sainsbury's who has, at some point, injected, injected their, their penis. penis. Yes, But, yes, let's not. <laughs> <laughs> Making it, life
0: taste better, I think, was their slogan. Oh, my
1: God. A whole new meaning to the phrase. But Is that better or worse than every little helps? <laughs> You've never needed performance-enhancing drugs? Uh, no,
0: or? I've needed them. Oh, okay. Yes, but I haven't done them.
1: Oh, right. Well, there
0: was one, t- speaking of um, my partner, we, we broke up and we had
1: a, a sex show scheduled. Oh. After the breakup. Yes. So so you planned this show together before you broke up. Yes. And then you still had to go through with it. Yes. Oh, that's awkward. That's I that's mean... a lot worse than kind of both of you being invited to someone's wedding and then both of you turning up. Is like if you have to actually
0: Yeah, I mean they're, they're not there are I was thinking that to myself at the time. There's not many people who would do this to themselves. <laughs> And it, you know it was a it was a fairly amicable breakup all told. But at the time, you know, this was very recent. It was I was not in a good place. I was feeling emotional, mm-hmm. and so was he. And I knew it would be tricky. So I gobbled down two Viagra. Two Viagra. <laughs> yeah, and I was thinking to myself, if I can get through this, I can do anything. <laughs> I'm Superman. Um, and of course, things didn't really go according to plan. Um, how could I have expected them to? My head was in a very different place. Mm. Um, And that was just proof to me that you know you you can't you you are a human person, you have emotions, your body lets you down. You just have to read yourself and be honest with with people. What I should have done was a few days before that shoot have have uh, maybe thought about stepping uh, away from that situation. Probably would have been the healthier decision. But you know the punters still got something. I uh, I still uh, ate arse like there was no tomorrow. One
1: of my favourite things to do. You're a trooper. But lesson learned for next time, perhaps, and certainly a little bit of uh, something that you can offer as a, a nugget of wisdom with my listeners.
0: Yeah, and the nugget of wisdom is that uh, whether or not you feel like you need these sex enhancers, they're not always the answer. They so, don't change your life experience and and the things you need to face up to and deal with. Yeah, and they happen at the most inconvenient of times. So you just have to be kind
1: to yourself. Aww. That's nice. And to each other, but certainly to ourselves. Well, it's
0: easier to do one after the other. It is.
1: Having not become a professional gentleman's aside... Distributor. Thank you. I'm aware of the damage that porn has on my body image. Just because I look at it and go, oh, look how hot they are. Oh, look how big their knobs are. Do you think? This is interesting. I haven't heard you say this. Hurt their bums are. I wish I looked more like that. And definitely with younger viewers, who perhaps are under the 18-year legal limit... For, for watching such things, and yet do so anyway, because don't we all? Would you would you say that it was similar for, for performers in the Gentleman's Aside business as it is for those of us outside of it? Is there a pressure? Yes,
0: but I think that not being in those circles and in those environments 24-7 helps you keep a hold of reality, you know, because... The average person can't maintain rippling six-pack. You know, you've got life to deal with. Mm. Uh, six-pack is an accessory anyway. Who needs that? Of course, I would say that because I'm without one. But uh, <laughs> no, uh, th- I, for me, I feel like, you know, it's always best if I go to the gym before a shoot. Just cause, so that I can look my best. But that's me. That's my best. And it's going to be different to someone else's best. From where I was sitting as a as a younger lad, it always appeared... Obvious to me that there was a lot of pornography out there catering to all different tastes, um, and everybody fancies different kinds of people, different body shapes. Have you been recognised from your porn by people who you wouldn't have otherwise thought? <clears throat> yes, uh, once a magician at Pontins came up to me and uh, uh, at the cafeteria and shook my hand and said, "I've seen your videos."
1: That's amazing. Yeah, when you least suspect. Did you did you help him make his wand disappear? Disappear or reappear? I don't know. <laughs> well, disappear and then reappear. I would imagine. No, I, I didn't. But I had a lovely chat with him. He was a lovely guy. Okay. Yeah,
0: yeah. I admire that in his working environment. He was bold, honest enough, and excited enough to come up to me and say hello. You know, I, I, and it wasn't you know like oh show us your cock. It was hello. I've seen your stuff, and then talking like a human person with human
1: uh, interests. And have you been spotted in a gay bar or more on the scene at all? that you're aware of here, here and there, but people just sort of give you
0: the eye and it's a very specific kind of eye. And you know exactly where (laughs) they're tracing your face back to, you know, Um, you know what? I think uh, that that people get worried about that, uh, that people might think, Oh my God, he's going to know that I wanked over him. But I think it's uh, the, the work that goes into these productions, you know, you behind the scenes standing around on set refilming things, you know, positioning oh my back hurts Yeah, <laughs> my knees, think of the knees the work that goes into these scenes there's absolutely
1: nothing wrong with going up to somebody and saying hey man, I really enjoy your work that's really nice to hear because I think there's certainly been a lot of oh I'm not going to admit that I know who he is because that means that I'll have watched porn and that everyone watches porn well I don't know if
0: um, everybody watches porn but a a large majority does and it fascinates me how there's this illusion that the opposite is true that it's a minority who watch porn it's a dirty Mm. filthy thing and so this is some advice for anyone who's thinking oh actually so porn porn's not too bad so long as I keep tabs on myself don't do it for the money do it because you want to do it and because there are at least elements of it you enjoy and if you think that in the future you might look back and go good lord what have I done best not to because it's out there, and you know all this stuff about poor names and being discreet about it and will you know your your, your family are very unlikely to Google this, that and the other uh, your face is attached to this, and your face is a bigger giveaway I'd say than your than your name, so you have to accept that it's uh it's a part of your part of your character it's a part of who you are don't think that you can split your life in two doesn't really work that way
1: if you could go back in time and talk to young Orson. Would you give him any advice? Would you times to do anything differently? Yeah, but I, I'm not
0: sure if young Orson, or whatever you might call me at that age, would hear it in the way I intend for it to be heard. You know, I would say you really needn't worry so much about what other people think. The, the truth is other people don't really think about you as much as you are worried they do, your time is much better spent just trying to really find out who you are, why you are who you are, what you like, and what brings a smile to your face. From that point, it's so much easier to give love to others. And, and that's not to say the job is done. You know, you're always changing and always having to learn more about yourself. But eh, at least by, by, by the time you've, you've gotten around to, uh, to it once, the process is easier to repeat and you know, yeah. Then you end up, up up a mountain with a big beard meditating. I imagine that's the, <laughs> that's the next step. That's the goal for all of us. I yeah. quite like that, you know, just up a mountain with a big beard in retirement, growing my own vegetables and writing, reading books. And then one day, a, a lone ranger with a stick stumbles across my old cabin and skeleton and my works. And then I, I'm, I'm published in death. And uh, <laughs> all, all my advice seeps through generation upon generation. That's, of course, if we don't die in the next few years from nuclear holocaust, which is increasingly likely. That sentence was
1: a roller coaster. Thing, yeah, it was, wasn't it? <laughs> How do you think younger Orson would take that? Younger different? Orson would take that as, fuck you, fuck you all, then. I've heard
0: future me's advice, and I'm going to do what the fuck I want, when I want. <laughs> yeah, and that's really not, that's not what I mean. That's the a much more of... tempered version of that advice is, yeah. but you know, I was young and um, excitable. Mm. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm quite pleased I've mellowed out over the years. But well, that's what life does, to you. I mean, yeah. at the end of the day, Scott, you and I are both sitting here nude.
1: We are. I wasn't going to mention that, but it is a lovely day, and that breeze <laughs> is quite cooling. Um, I'm glad we got you some uh, sun cream. I don't want. Thank to goodness.
0: Yes, this bald head, otherwise, yes. is going to, I'm going to leave here looking like t- a tomato.
1: If anyone listening to this wanted to find your work or talk to you. Personally, where's best for them to find you?
0: I'd say Instagram, but they, they're a little um, trigger happy with that uh, delete <laughs> button lately. Anyway, I'm still there for now. Uh, just search these platforms for Awesome Dean, and I'm sure I'll pop up. Okay. And or well. uk, which
1: I don't update nearly enough, but it's there. Okay. Is that a website? It is a website. Oh, okay. Well, thank you very much for your time. Thank and for you. For spending so much of it naked and covered in sun cream. I wondered what you were going to say. <laughs> that was. Probably True, the repeatedly award-winning storytelling series created by me, Scott Flashhart, to remind all of my queer brothers and sisters that we are none of us alone. You can find transcripts of every episode, links, and other things at probablytruepodcast.com. There's additional content and other lovely stuff available to subscribers at patreon.com forward slash probably true. And if you want to get in touch, just search Probably True Podcast on the socials.